0: Love Talk Radio. Do you
1: want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. Well, today is January the 8th, 2011. This is Leah Laxton. And this is Daniel Laxton, and you're listening to the 30Careers.com Presents Dream Job Radio.
0: Today's theme is Develop Your Career Strategies. Wow.
1: That's what we all need, isn't it, especially in the kind of uh, climate that we have for seeking jobs. But but what do we have special going on today?
0: Well, we have a special guest, as always, and you can call in if you have questions for the guests or just about your career strategy in general. The call-in number is 760-888-5718. Of
1: course, if you have some questions you'd like to Twitter them to us, you can uh, tweet me at Daniel Waxton's S-D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A-K-S-T-I-N-S, or you can hit us up in the uh, Dream Job Radio um, Justin TV chat room or the – what's there, the other chat room? Uh, Blog the
0: Blog Talk Radio chat room. Yeah. And, of course, as always, you can listen to the show live on Justin TV, Blog Talk Radio, or you may be listening to us on podcast.
1: Yeah. So thanks for uh, listening to us. Now, our guest this week is um, Audrey Anna Llamas. And uh, wow, this is an awesome book that she wrote. Uh, it's uh, Career Sudoku, Nine Ways to Win the Job Search Game.
0: And we have our special segment, as always, Campus Connection, Tapping the Minds of America's College Student, and Social Circle, Taking Your Tweets, Facebook, and Chat Questions, live on overtime on justintv.com. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was wondering uh, if, Adriana, uh, if you um, let her know that it was central time instead of um, – yeah, you did. You did. Okay, good. All right. Great. Well, let's go on and introduce our special guest.
1: Yeah. So um – Again, Adriana, boy, she's, she's done a lot too. Uh, she's a top bookseller for Amazon.com. She's featured and featured expert with ABCNews.com, Businessweek, MSN, Monster.com, Jobs, Hot Jobs, Yahoo, uh, Career Builder, and also the New York Post.
0: And she's the acclaimed author of Career Sudoku Nine Ways to Win at the Job Search Game.
1: Yeah, so hey, uh, Adriana. Uh, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much. It's uh my pleasure to be here. I, I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Well, so um that's the your book is what's really um interesting to me, especially because you use the sudoku and I was just curious though um so nine ways is what is, is that have some that the nine ways has something to, to do with sudoku then, huh?
2: It does, yeah. If you've ever played the game, I don't know if you're a player, I'm a Sudoku player, so you can only use the number, up to the number nine in the game of Sudoku, and it has nine actual, if you see the book, it has nine squares in the game of Sudoku, and you can only use the numbers one through nine. So it's a play on the game as well as a strategy in using the game of um, job searching. So it's a kind of a, a double entendre, if you will.
1: Well, I'll have to ask you for some advice because I love Sudoku, but that's awesome. So, But now, you do did, do more than just um, write a book. I mean, you actually are doing a lot of speaking and seminars. Can you briefly expr- explain your background with assisting job seekers uh, they are trying to return back to work, uh, how you're helping them with your speaking and your seminar work?
2: Sure, I'd be happy to. So, um... I started out um, speaking to job seekers um, when I began career coaching about 13 years ago. And I started just in uh, with Drake, Beam, and Morin, which is one of the big outsourcing firms that I'm sure people are becoming a little more acquainted with these days as companies have begun to downsize more. Um, But I started speaking to kind of their CEO-level roundtables about networking skills. And that's more and more what I've been talking about, kind of coast to coast with organizations and companies. I talk to them a lot about how to get out their network. So in today's economy, 80% of jobs are landed through networking. And so those networking skills are really, really important, both not only when you're job searching, but also after you've landed. So I talk to companies and motivate people a lot in um, large organizations, also with associations and government. I work with the Illinois Department of Employment Services and some of the associations, professional associations on um, speaking engagements, on networking and social media in, in this market, obviously. And then I also offer seminars. Like Tuesday, I'm offering a free job search career coaching seminar on job search skills. So um, not everyone can afford a career coach. So I do as much as I can with providing some seminars um, on a free basis for some of the job seekers that just can't afford individual career coaching, if you will.
1: Wow. So you are a numbers girl. I remember you were telling me about that 80% of jobs are are found through networking.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. And, And talking about that, you know, on your website, it, it's you state that it takes the average job seeker 211 days or more than six months to find an employment opportunity. Adriana, do you have any opinion? Why do you think that it takes so long for these job seekers to find new opportunities?
2: Yeah, I think it's a really great question. I think it kind of comes down to three things, if you will. Um, first of all, I think that when somebody gets laid off, you know, it's a real emotional time for them. And yes, the first, or, you know, it's, yeah, I mean they're used to getting up and going somewhere every day. So, you know, then it, you go through this situation where you don't have anywhere to get up and go. And so it takes some time just emotionally to kind of recover and get your, what I call your toolbox together, your resume, your LinkedIn profile, kind of your brand. Um, and so that's, in all honesty, the first four weeks. So that's about a month of that time. Um, and then you have that networking piece, which, you know, when you look at that eight percent You're going after talking to and spending time with people that are still employed for the most part, and those people are carrying on the burden of the jobs that have been laid off. So they are under more extensive workloads. So secondary to the fact that you you maybe have a month of time where you're just trying to recuperate and get your toolbox together, you're trying to get time on people's calendars that are more Um, overloaded today than they ever have been. So they have more demanding workloads, and that time takes longer. And then thirdly, um, employers are getting thousands of resumes for every job, and their talent pool, in all honesty, is far more competitive, far more qualified, and more diverse than ever before. So they can be a little more selective, if you will, on who they call in. And it's taking them longer to interview, longer to respond to candidates. And the accumulation of those three things is really turning out to be almost an eight-month period for even the average job seeker. And when you get to the point of being executive, you're looking at about 14 months.
3: Wow. No, no. A
2: long pro- yeah, this is a long process. Um, so don't be scared. Client that-
0: oh, oh sorry, sorry, go ahead. I guess people shouldn't be discouraged then if they're maybe three or four months in.
2: Oh, no, no. Yeah, that is such a great point. I talk to people all the time that are three or four months in that are landing interviews, and I'm like, way to go. You're doing
3: awesome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You are doing so good. And they're calling me. They're all discouraged. That's a really good point. They're all discouraged. And I'm like, you're doing great. (laughs) 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 You're doing fabulous. Whereas they're calling me feeling like they're not doing well, and I'm like, you're doing wonderful. No,
1: no. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you mentioned that that stack of resumes that are, you know, sitting on that manager's desk. You mentioned here uh, that 90% of resumes received by a hiring manager are rejected off the top, and this is even before a phone call or face-to-face interview. So, do you have any advice for these um, ones that are sent out on a resume to make sure that it gets in the right manager's hands at the right time and what have you?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I do. Um, Resumes are are so difficult for a lot of people, and it's probably the number one or number two thing that I get calls about or questions about when I'm speaking. It's always the resume question, if you will. So um, this is another really great question, but The best way to address this is to have a resume that gets results, right, which is easy to say, but, you know, as a job seeker, how do you know if yours is one of the 90% or the one that's landing on the hiring manager's desk, right? So I always have this quick litmus test, if you will, and that is as a job seeker, print out your resume, take page one, fold it in half, and give the top half, present just the top half of it to three of your friends and ask them what they would hire you to do based on the results that they only see in the top half of page one of your resume. The reason I say that is because 85% of the hiring managers read only the top half of your resume. So that's the coverage you're getting. And 38% of hiring managers are only spending 60 seconds on your entire resume. So even if you only... Yeah, exactly. So even if you get your whole resume read, you're lucky, but you're likely only getting that top half read. So if your best skills, accomplishment, and sales pitch are not in that top part, you're likely in that ninety percent.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the the rule in sales that you have like less than thirty seconds to to really grab the attention of of the your your client because if they don't if they're not buying you within thirty seconds, it's over.
2: <laughs> you're right. Yeah. And, and the the converse is that that's a, a great point. In in the job seeker world, you have eight seconds to land the interview. In the first eight seconds, they've decided whether or not they're hiring you. The rest of that wow, interview, wow, that's, that's awesome. Inco- I know, isn't that scary? I know, I hate to say that. It, it is. It's one truth is, it is,
1: doctor, like, oh, this is, this is you're going to click with some people uh, over other people, and you. I'd rather be working with a manager that actually likes me and that I like them. You know, or, or you're I'm you're sure, sure that most, yeah. But that's fantastic, just your resume. Just that first part. Wow. And
2: if you can get, you know, I always say, some resumes I see, you're giving away too much information, and some of it, meaning, some of it literally is like legally too much information. Get your education years off there. You know, ageism, it's alive and well. You know, give yourself every chance you have. It's great if you volunteer at your church, but we don't need to give away a protective class like your religion. Um, But the other things are... If you're giving so much information away on your resume, there's no reason to interview you. And conversely, if you don't give enough information, I don't need to know that I need to interview you because I don't know enough about you. You haven't convinced me I need to. So there's just this really fine line. Um, But stepping back to that interview, you know, point about the first eight seconds, one of the rules I teach or one of the tactics I, I teach in the book is, there's these three things you can do to subconsciously answer the question of do you fit with a company? And I just met with um, the CEO of a company last night who said that, because um, we were talking to a guy that's interviewing, and he goes, I only look for whether or not the guy fits in my company. And the CEO, Don, said that. And I started chuckling, and I was like, that's that's mostly what I teach people. And, what I love is he doesn't know that subconsciously I can mess with him, and that's what I teach candidates. <laughs> there are subconscious tricks like, you know, wear the colors of the company because that visually tells you you fit with the company. Um, but these are all tricks I teach candidates in books that, in the book that literally you can do in those first eight seconds.
0: That's that's really good advice. And you know what's really neat about this is uh, we've interviewed a lot of, um, I guess, career specialists, but I, I love the numbers. These are all things that I think we've never really heard before on the show, so it's sure. really interesting. So, again, you're listening to 30Careers.com presents Dream Job Radio with our special guest, Adriana Lamas. And so, Adriana, um, there's a, a term I've heard from time to time, and we've even had guests talk about this before, um, Googling your candidate where... You know, managers go in and especially I think Twitter and Facebook, uh, they'll go in and sort of analyze their potential hire via these social media platforms. So with all this going on, what's your advice for job seekers when it comes to protecting their their personal status, I guess, versus the professional face that they want the employer to see?
2: Yeah, it's such a great question. Um, and one word, privacy. <laughs> um, So another couple of these stats that that will probably help you, and feel free to use them. They're certainly not mine. I didn't conduct the studies, but this may help some of your job seekers. Eighty-five percent of hiring managers will Google them before or after an interview, and 45 percent of employers are using Twitter and Facebook to research their candidates. One of the reasons this is so prevalent is because whereas reference checks are legally um, regulated, the Internet is not. So employers cannot say anything negative about you or a job seeker in a reference check. They can simply say whether or not they'd rehire you. Well, the Internet can say anything it wants. You cannot protect yourself on the Internet unless you're being savvy about this. So um, I included an entire chapter about this, Chapter 5, called Social Networking Strategies, where I teach you, you know, set up Google alerts about yourself so that you're on top of this before anything can come back to bite you. Um, one of the clients that I worked with, I, I have an HR company as well, so I have small businesses, which allows me insight to how the businesses are hiring so that I can be more productive with my clients that are searching for jobs. He was um, the CEO of a healthcare company, extended an offer to a doctor, did a Google search on him, saw an image, Google images, this is how deep they're going, candidates, Google images of the doctor that was three years old, And it was a picture of a newspaper where the doctor had been arrested on the front page. Rescinded the job. So, you know, um, make sure that you have Google Alerts set up. Set your privacy settings on Facebook to as, you know, high of a privacy setting as you want. Or just monitor what you're putting out there. And make sure you know that you're in a job search. And let your friends and family know so that they're not tagging pictures of you, um, you know, New Year's Eve champagne toast, fine. New Year's Eve toasts at 4 a.m. After you've had two bottles of champagne, maybe not so much. <laughs> um, yeah. That stuff all shows up.
0: Yeah. We we heard a good point recently. I want to say it was on CNN, but I can't remember for sure, where they, they said basically you should write everything on the Internet as if it might go viral.
2: Yeah. So, like, any
0: any post, any video, just... Write it with that in the back of your mind, and generally, you're going to be safe. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: exactly right. Yeah, if you don't want your mother to see it, don't yeah. put it out there. <laughs> I think it was oh. Twitter, like the first four million tweets on Twitter or something like that are now part of the Library of Congress. So wow, wow. So, keep that in the back but, of your mind.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you're all public <laughs> authors, people. You're mentioning Google Alert, um, but there are some sites that we can use. Uh, A lot of people have used LinkedIn. What would you say is the relevance of uh, maybe social networking sites such as LinkedIn in today's market?
2: Yeah. So um, whereas, you know, I always say Monster.com is the equivalent of Match.com, but in the hiring world. So, you know, Match.com's got like, what, a 20%? It says, you know, it's responsible for one out of five marriages, so Monster.com is responsible for 20% of the hiring, <laughs> um, but in today's world where we've become so much more of a social media world, 80% of companies are using social media to recruit their employees now, and 90% of those companies are using LinkedIn as their number one tool. Um, so, 73% of what all recruiters. they on the LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, they survive on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is well, what where. What percentage of, work, did you say? Sorry.
1: I'm sorry. What's the percentage on LinkedIn that you said?
2: So 80% of companies use social media to recruit, and of those 80%, 95% of them are using LinkedIn.
1: Okay, got it.
2: And then 73% of all recruiters are online using the online tools, and they are using LinkedIn. When LinkedIn goes down, those recruiters are crippled. And it's been evident because in the last month, In December alone, LinkedIn went down, like, twice for two hours. And I have a lot of recruiters I work with because they know, obviously, I have candidates. As a career coach, I have a lot of clients. So I have recruiters and headhunters that contact me all the time and say, do you have, you know, a director of online media? Do you have a senior VP of sales? Do you have a marketing manager? Can you send me some clients? And I'm happy to do that. It's a value add to my clients, and it keeps, you know, good colleagues and contacts for me. So – When LinkedIn goes down, my Facebook blows up. They're like, are you on? Did it go down? They're all on Facebook going crazy.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. You know, we've debated in the past sort of the relevance of LinkedIn in the Facebook world because it's it's virtually, you know, it's not very, um, I guess, Networking friend, I don't know what's the what do we say about LinkedIn? I I guess it's more like a standalone
1: page. Well, you know with the uh, younger generation,
0: LinkedIn is is more of the old people's. I think that's what people, you know. Yeah, so that's very interesting to get sort of that perspective that really it has the lame people (laughs) or that it has such significance in the job search um, world. I think that's great information for the the listeners out there.
2: It's, I always say Facebook is kind of your friends and family network. LinkedIn yeah. is your business professional network.
0: That's really interesting. That's nice, yeah.
1: So um, when it comes to um, some of the questions that our listeners might be wanting to bring up, they probably want to know something right now is, what is the best strategy to use in the job search game for 2011? You know, maybe you can uh, help us out with some of the things that you discussed in that your uh, book on the – Career Sudoku, Nine Ways to Win the Job Search Game.
2: Yeah, I think that um, the number one tip I say is create a plan and work your plan. There's, you know, there's no way to kind of, you know, say and pray your way into a job. You've got to have a plan and you've got to work it. So it really is about having a strategy and working your way through that strategy And when you do that, it also keeps you motivated and focused. Um, In the book, there's a job search game plan, literally. It's an Excel spreadsheet that I've put into a format in the book that helps you work your way through and keeps you focused through the week. At the same time, when you have a plan, finding a job is a job. It takes work and only happens when you put forth that work. But just like when you have a job, you have days off. Just because you're looking for a job doesn't mean you have to be doing it seven days a week. You have to give yourself a break at some point or you're going to go crazy. And when you are looking for a job, it becomes very frustrating and it can be extremely fracturing to your other relationships, especially if you're married, things like that. So it's very smart to be communicating your successes and your failures with whoever you're in a relationship with. And making sure that if you're out there networking, if if that means lunch, the golf course, the ski slopes, depending on where you live, (laughs) cold or hot, um, you know, having coffee, that you're coming home and saying, hey, I just had a great networking meeting. So that whoever you're in a relationship with, whoever you're talking to celebrates your successes and doesn't feel like, hey, you know, you should be at home looking for a job, you shouldn't be out on the golf course or you shouldn't be out having lunch or playing around. and and sees that what you're doing is putting forth work on your plan.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and and you're adding quality of of life to uh, your job search, too,
2: huh? Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, we appreciate your time so much today, Um, Adriana. uh, If our listeners have any questions or thoughts or concerns, uh, where can they go to get more information on you and also purchase your book?
2: Yeah, thank you for that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They can go to... Career Coach Adriana, so Career Coach Adriana is A-D-R-I-A-N-A, careercoachadriana.com, and you can buy the book right on the site, or you can get it on Amazon.com as well.
0: That's fantastic. Well, we'll be sure to get those links up on our site as well. And, again, thank Thank you so much, and we wish you the best for the rest of 2011. 2011.
2: Thank you. You guys as well, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Have a great year.
0: Thank Thank you. You too.
2: Thanks.
1: Thanks. So our guest was Adriana Lamas.
0: Yeah, that's right. So careercoachadriana.com is where you can find more about her. And that's a really interesting book, I have to say. A lot of the points, like we said, you know, we've had expert after expert on the show over the last several months. And I think she brought up some points that we definitely had never heard uh,
1: before. No, I like I like these points. And a lot of percentages because we, we always hear that, well, I – I don't think social networking is working this way, or I think social networking is working that way. Well, she gave us uh, some hard numbers of how social networking is working and and how we can use it to our advantage. I really like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, let's go on with our favorite, everybody's favorite segment.
1: It's a college student.
0: It is Campus Connection. (laughs) So. Today we're gonna to try something a little bit different and fun. So we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have your favorite college student live on Skype. So let's let's get 'em on here. All right, what's going on? What's going on? Uh,
1: we're getting some feedback. <laughs> getting feedback Oh, it's it's coming through
0: yours. <laughs> All right. Oh, try turning your speakerphone
1: off. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, it's just going to back through, so I don't think it's going to work.
3: Nah, we we'll have to go to audio only. All right. Well,
1: we thought we'd go ahead and try this out. Sorry. We we had a feeling we probably should have tried this out. Hang on,
0: you got before it before
1: broadcast. But um, oh well.
0: I think it's gonna work if he turns his speakerphone off of his phone. Yeah. There we go. All right. What's going on? Should we re-intro? Uh, here? Yeah. Let's let's do your intro again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, yeah. Today, you know, I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh about goals. You know, the importance of goal setting. You know, in, in life. Uh, you know, there's like, you know, there's a thousand. You know, we have a thousand choices in life every day. Just you know, just think about. You know, in your free time, you can you can read, eat, sleep, shop, call somebody, watch TV, etc. But you know, when we have a certain goal, we need to accomplish that day. It helps make you. And so uh you know, for example, if you're about to drink uh you know, drink a milkshake but you're on a diet, then your brain automatically calculates that part of your going to lose weight and so then you think, Oh, maybe I shouldn't drink it. So, you know, it's important for our brain to work properly to set goals. And you know, they say it's important you have know, at least five to ten serious goals to be uh committed to at any given time. So, you know, it's important to to have goals in life take care of. But um, you know, goals are everything you need to do, you also need to have a plan. And so, uh, you know, college students with a plan in life are more likely to be successful when they than someone who graduates and still doesn't have a job plan and still working at their pre graduation job, which uh I've seen many times. And so, you know, it's just all about early planning and goal setting. So, you know, uh, you know, internships, um, Different ways of trying to get into your career before you graduate. Before too, uh, you know, I go, I go through a lot of people that still don't know on a major, and so the answer for that is, you know, sit down and think about it and figure out what you want to do. It's not a, you know, something that needs to be decided uh, early in college life if if you haven't decided in high school yet.
0: That's that's great advice. What what would you say though as far as do you think do you? A person or college student should write those goals down.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, You need to have a written list. Um, You know what? It's it's kind of important to have it uh, maybe displayed on a board somewhere in the house, or uh, you know, somewhere where you can notice it every day to keep you uh, focused on those goals. Uh, It's definitely important, and and just you know, always work uh, and you know, work towards that goal. And you know, of course, you know, again, the plan is important as well.
0: So what's the plan for Impact Me Entertainment for
3: 2011? Uh, there's a lot of plans. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to organize a music award show for the current college video, I live in, which is Worthley, Texas. So uh, I'm trying to organize a, uh, a music award show for you know, for hip hop, for rock, for um, R&B. For different music categories, and you know, give out awards to recognize uh,
0: local entertainment and local artists in the community. That's pretty cool. sounds like a good goal. Well, it's awesome. Uh, I think the feed worked pretty good. We'll play, hear it on playback and see how it did. But I think uh, I think we got a a new winner here. And if you're wondering uh, on Blog Talk Radio or on the podcast, basically what we have is. Micah Cummings through our Justin TV feed, which we hope will also be available for our future guests. We're using Skype to basically video conference, and I think that's going to add a whole new element for 2011 to Dream Job Radio. I like it. All
1: right. I like it a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. till next week, Campus Connection. All right. And next week we have a very special guest, um, which we uh, – I, I don't have his name right now. Uh, Micah booked this guest, but uh, apparently he is a expert at career and also a motivational speaker. Hey, So It's pretty exciting. We'll be sure to get a link to the show up.
1: What else do we have going on? Well,
0: you can catch us on overtime here in a few minutes. Yeah. So com backslash
1: 30 Careers. So if you're listening to Blog Talk Radio, feel free to jump on your computer or, you know, load up Justin TV.
0: And as always, this is Leah Laxton. And
1: this is Daniel Laxton. This is the Dream Job Radio. Um,
0: presented by 30Careers.com. Yeah.
2: better money welcome to dream job radio